taking the pulse of the city. The Capital Letter on Newstalk ZB. Time for the Capital Letter with New Zealand's with Wellington's issues reporter Georgina Campbell. Sorry, George, I'm reading three things at once. How you doing? Good no morning. Worries. Good morning. How's it going? Great, thank you. It seems to me that there seems to be a few people knocking my transmission gully. Is the honeymoon phase over? Please tell me it's not. <laughs> uh, look, I wouldn't say the honeymoon phase is over, but we have been looking at what sort of happened on the road over the, the past months that it's been open. Um, and interestingly, it's already been tarnished with black skid marks close to the median barriers, which um, you know has been described as very disappointing and also I would say probably quite dangerous. Um, and as well, since the road has opened, 115 complaints have been made about damage from loose chip seal. The majority of those are cracks in people's windscreens. And of course, the road did have what's thought to be its first serious crash over the weekend involving a car and a motorcycle. Um, we've also checked in with police about the number of um, traffic-related fines that they issued in the first week the road was open. Um, 66 fines were issued, um, mostly for speeding. So it's sort of interesting, I guess, to have a look at these sort of by-the-numbers by the type, um, type story, Nick, of, of how the road's been going. I went out again on on the weekend. I just go on it just for a joyride. I think it's just amazing. It's not gonna. It's not the honeymoon's never gonna end for me. It's gonna be a lifetime love affair. I would say that you know the, these few things um, sort of only represent um, a, a small number of, of people ha- having problems on the road compared to the hundreds of thousands of people who have driven on the road with with no problems and have very much enjoyed it, like yourself. You know, it's just made that whole Kapiti Coast area, the whole area. And I, a really good friend of mine who works with me, uh, he lives in Pukarua Bay, and he just he said it's just it's a joy to live. I mean, it's just it's just made things so much better up there. I just it's just gonna the the joy that keeps on giving for me. Anyway, let's move on. We can we can I can promote it as much as I like. And me and you have had many discussions about transmission gully. It's even kind of freaking me out that we're talking about it being open because we've had so much time <laughs> when we when we didn't. But anyway, how much longer will it be before nationwide we can pay for all public transport with our phones and debit cards? I just didn't even know that you couldn't do it now. Yeah, well, um on Friday, Greater Wellington Regional Council announced that it was extending the use of snapper cards to all um, home services in Wellington by the end of the year. And a lot of the feedback that I got from that was from people saying, yeah, but when, when can we use our debit cards and our phones to just tag on, on and off? Um, and I, it turns out we'll probably be a few years yet. <laughs> um, That's but- ridiculous. Yeah, there's, the government is working on this thing called a national ticketing solution that Waka Kotahi NZTA is leading. And it's sort of been quite a checkered history. Um, but they are working on it. And so basically you'll have one card, or you can use your phone or your debit card, and you can tag on and off any public transport across the country. So really easy, fully integrated. Um, it's quite unique to have something like that across the entire country. Um, a, a lot of the time we see something like this just in, in big cities around the world, I guess like your Worcester card in, in London. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it seems like it's 
pretty tough behind the scenes to get this sorted out just because there are so many stakeholders involved. We've had COVID thrown into the mix. But the project is sort of undergoing a a reset is what this briefing to the Transport Minister has described it as, um, as it moves into its next phase. Surely most major cities worldwide, you can get on a bus or a train uh, or a tram with your debit card. It would be so easy, wouldn't it? You know, like I I even see, um, you know, I catch the number two bus into work usually, which is acting as the airport bus at the moment, and and people hand the bus driver with, you know, a $20 note. Oh, well, do you, you know, and and the bus driver's like, well, do you have anything smaller than that? Because I don't have the change for that. And they're like, no, I don't, but can I, you know, can I pay with F-Pass? And the bus driver's like, no, you can't. You know, like, it's this big wrangle. It should we should be making it really easy to use public Absolutely. transport. Um, especially on. with climate change, you know, which yeah. Yeah, should be able to jump on easy to do. With COVID, with all those other things, you know, yeah, tap and go. It's just, it's, I, it beggars belief. And I, not being a bus a user, I thought that that would absolutely have been done by now. But anyway, let's move on. Do you think it'll, it will ever get to see this? And this really interests me the secret letter that Julianne Genta wrote to Phil Twyford about let's get well into moving. Do you know what's going on? Can you give us a sneaky preview of what's in the letter? Do you know? Have you heard? So what's come to be known as Julianne Genta's secret letter has been relitigated um, because National MP Chris Bishop has complained to the Ombudsman about this um, who has started an an investigation. Um, You know, we went through all of this in 2019 where there was also an Ombudsman investigation and he said at the time that, that they're entitled to withhold the letter to protect the, the free and frank expression of opinion um, between ministers. Uh, but subsequent to that, Julianne Genta had uh, tweeted last year a little bit more about what, what was in the letter. And so Chris Bishop has picked that up and said that, you know, this is a further waiver to the confidentiality of the letter and can it be released. Um, look, I think the letter is actually probably really boring, if I'm honest, um, oh. in terms of that it's not surprising. You know, Julianne Genta, she wrote this when she was the Associate Transport Minister. She's a Green MP. Of course, you know, she was advocating for public transport to be prioritised. Of course, she had concerns about inducing traffic and the resulting increased congestion and greenhouse gas emissions. The accusation is that, you know, um, her letter put a second Mount Victoria tunnel on, on the back burner, um, you know, and, and she did say that she um, was comfortable supporting the Let's Get Going to Moving package, um, uh, you know, if, if the public transport and work on, on rapid transit could be prioritised ahead of the second tunnel. So we actually already know all that. I think the problem is here is not so much what's in the letter, is that the letter has been characterised as, as secret and has never been, been released. Well, that disappoints me if it's going to be boring, George. But uh, uh, So, George, anything quickly that you're working on? Anything that we should be looking out for in the Herald for, with your, um, your writing at the moment? What's the next scoop you got? I'm working on a piece about Shelley Bay um, and, and sort of behind the scenes of what's happened with, with the occupation there. So you can look out for that one this week. Oh, I will definitely be looking out for that one. Thanks, George. That's Georgina Campbell, and she's Wellington's Issues reporter, and she joins us on our show every week at this time.